Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 8th of May, the 128th day of 2023, with 237 days remaining until 2024. 18th century English romantic poet and critic Leigh Hunt, friend to John Keats, Percy Shelley, William Hazlitt, Charles Lamb, and others, has this to say about then month of May in his poem, May and the Poets. There is May in books forever. May will part from Spencer never. May's in Milton, May's in Pryor, May's in Chaucer, Thompson, Dyer. May's in all the Italian books. She has old and modern nooks. In Orono, this second week of May at the University of Maine is when final grades are distributed, causing joy for some and unhappiness for others as the rates of attrition continue to evolve, such that nearly 75% of any given incoming class of freshmen will not, within four years, become successful seniors fulfilling a bachelor's degree. Heavenward this evening, soon after sunset, look to the eastern sky for the bright blue-white star known as Regulus, the brightest star in the constellation Leo the Lion, a harbinger of spring becoming comfortable in the northern hemisphere. Regulus, also known as Alpha Leonis, is at the base of a star pattern appearing as a backward question mark and called the sickle, which comprises the head and forequarters of Leo the lion. Our past week of rain has made everything green arising in our garden, our rhubarb, lilies, irises, lupin, hollyhocks, chives, and oregano, among others, and seedlings will be in patio pots within a fortnight. Today is 1348, a ship carrying the plague from Bordeaux, France, landed in Melcombe Regis, also known as Weymouth in Dorset, England, beginning of the terrible pestilence called the Black Death. Today in 1521, the Parliament of Worms installed an edict against reformer Martin Luther. Today in 1541, Spanish explorer Hernando de Soto and his expedition arrived at the Mississippi River. Today in 1541, excuse me, today in 1792, the U.S. established a military draft. Today in 1835, the first installment of Hans Christian Andersen's Fairy Tales was published by C.A. Reitzel in Copenhagen, Denmark. Today in 1840, Alexander Walcott patented the photographic process. Today in 1858, American abolitionist John Brown held an anti-slavery convention. Today in 1861, Richmond, Virginia was named the capital of the Confederacy. Today in 1899, Ernest Rutherford published his discovery of two different kinds of radiation, alpha and beta particles. Today in 1912, Paramount Pictures was founded. Today in 1921, Sweden abolished capital punishment. Today in 1945, German General Wilhelm Keitel formally surrendered to the Allies represented by the U.S., the U.K., France, and the Soviet Union. Meanwhile, Maine's whitewater racing season continues this weekend with the Baskehegan Stream Canoe Race in Danforth, the Sebec River Race that ends in Milo, and the Aroostook River Spring Runoff Canoe and Kayak Race in Caribou. 
On Wednesday this week, May 11th, the U.S. National Public Health Emergency, which took effect over three years ago to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic, will expire. The impact of this expiration will be multifarious and too extensive to entertain at the moment, but stand by for updates next week as the dust begins to settle. Johns Hopkins University of Medicine Coronavirus Resource Center has stopped collecting data, primarily due to the declining availability of data from state and local health officials. A difficulty also expressed last month by the New York Times, which has since reduced the frequency of their reports from daily to weekly, the rate at which the CDC currently provides stats about covid In its new weekly report this past Friday, the Times reported that the U.S. had 88,210 confirmed cases of COVID this past week with 1,052 deaths, or approximately one death every nine and a half minutes. Certainly still an emergency for some of our fellow citizens. Total U.S. COVID deaths since 2020 are at 1.2 million. The FAA continues to report that every wastewater sample taken from every commercial airline flight in the U.S. has indicated some presence of COVID. Seven states, Maine, Washington, Minnesota, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Vermont, each have more than 25% of their population inoculated with at least the first bivalent booster, first available this past fall, according to the CDC last week. Two weeks ago, the FDA authorized a new second bivalent booster vaccination for persons 65 years and older who have received their first booster at least four months ago. Today in 1884 in Lamar, Missouri, Harry Truman was born to Martha and John Truman and was subsequently raised on the family farm in Independence, Missouri, and, though a good student, was unable to attend college because the expense was beyond his means and was unable to gain admission to a military academy because of his bad eyesight. So Harry secured work as a bank clerk in Kansas City, lasting five years before the meager prospects prompted him to return to the family farm, where he remained for several years before leaving in 1917 to fight in World War I as an artillery first lieutenant with the Missouri National Guard. He proved himself to be a good officer, cool under fire, and considerate of his men. Returning from the war, Harry married Bess Wallace and became a haberdasher for a few years before the business failed and he began politics under the wing of Kansas City Democrat, Democratic boss Thomas J. Pendergast, who steadily moved Harry upward in various Jackson County positions and eventually backed him in a successful bid for U.S. Senator where Harry made a name for himself on the Senate Committee to Investigate the National Defense Program. In 1944, Franklin Roosevelt needed a vice presidential running mate, and the next year when Roosevelt died, Harry Truman became U.S. president. In many ways forever, the Missouri farm boy Truman once remarked, As long as I have been in the White House, I can't help waking at 5 a.m. and hearing the old man at the foot of the stairs calling and telling me to get out and milk the cows. Harry also noted, after years of rubbing elbows with a gallery of human types, you want a friend in this life? Get a dog. Today is also the birthday in 1737 of the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire author and historian Edward Gibbon in 1753 of first published African-American woman poet Phyllis Wheatley in 1828 of Swiss humanitarian and founder of the Red Cross Henri Dunant. 
1846, of German opera and playwright Oscar Hammerstein. In 1895, of American literary critic Edmund Wilson. In 1906, of Italian film director Roberto Rossellini. In 1911, of American blues singer, songwriter, and guitarist Robert Johnson. In 1926, of American comedian Don Rickles. And of English naturalist David Attenborough. In 1928, of American sound engineer Larry Levine. In 1930, of American beat poet Gary Snyder. In 1932, of American boxer Sonny Liston. In 1937, of American novelist Thomas Pynchon. In 1940, of American pop star Ricky Nelson. In 1945, of American jazz pianist Keith Jarrett. In 1947, of English rocker Phil Sawyer. In 1951, of American rock drummer Chris France. And in 1964, of American actress Melissa Gilbert. Hi, everyone. 35 years ago, where were you and what were you up to? Had you heard of the brand new radio station set up in a remodeled hen house bequeathed by Paul Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary? That was the freshly nascent WERU rushing out of the gates, complementing the nearby reversing Blue Hill Falls. Now we're moving along from pledge drive to pledge drive, counting on the momentum of the community comprised of all of us. Please help to keep this tradition continuing by doing what you can to support this magnificent radio station. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the eighth official week of spring and the 19th week of the new year.